This is Movies, a podcast about the active cinema. With me today, living in the world of Blade Runner 2049 with these colors. How are you doing tonight, Hans? Hello, good. Hey. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about coming up with like the funny improv at the beginning of the show, and I can never think of anything funny, so, uh, so this is just what it's going to be at the beginning of every show. Like it's been. I thought you were gonna lead into like a funny anecdote with that, no. but you literally just told on yourself. You got <laughs> yeah. nothing. I got nothing. I'm better improv. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, you know you should I'm... say, "Hey, how about that weather?" That's what you gotta hey, say. Hey, how about uh, it's it's pretty hot. Yeah, let's let's. You know what? Uh, it's it's hot here. Would you guess that? Because Costa Rica is hot. <laughs> I'm glad you took a deep nasal inhale while you pause there how about we talk about jerry's hemorrhoids yeah i think that's what we were talking about this week in the civic tv group chat yeah jerry's large uh violent bloody hemorrhoids yeah he's uh he he made fun of me when i was talking about me having it in the group chat and then now that he's going through it because of his what is it ass cancer what is it he's got he's got all right he had ass cancer or something for a second uh maybe he didn't i don't know i think he just turned 34 you get 34, you get the hemorrhoid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I got mine at like 28-ish. I just didn't know it was a hemorrhoid. How did you get my it? My ass just... I would just sit on the toilet for too long and push. <laughs> push for a half an hour straight. And then all of a sudden, there's a... Weird. There's a hard bubble in my asshole. <laughs> well, we all love a good push. Have you seen any movies lately? Uh, no, but I know that uh, that you uh, you've been uh, watching Fish Tank, right? I've been watching. I was watching Air again. Actually, we should do a show. Uh, I think there's probably not enough to say about the movie Air by Ben Affleck. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a standard enjoyable movie. It looks not as good actually on the TV than when it was in the theater, and I think it was designed for Amazon Prime streaming. Did you but, see it in the theater? Yeah, I went to go, I went to a late night showing of Air. Uh, I believe the first week it came out because I was just in the mood to go see a movie, and it looked. I like Ben Affleck's directing. I think all of his films have been pretty great, and this was a little bit different from everything else he's uh, uh, made in the past. Where you can clearly see he's got a hang up for Boston crime. He loves a mm. good Boston crime, and this one's not that. This one's very corporate. It's him and Matt Damon back together again. And I think it plays a lot like a standard television film, but, and you know, the, the costumes and everything like that, the fact that it all takes place in one office Mm. feels low budget, but all the name talent, uh, you know, they raise that up. And I think the performances are pretty good. Maybe the best movie I've seen this year. Maybe it's that it's Bo's, Bo's afraid and deliverance. Oh, you haven't seen deliverance yet. No, I've I've seen Deliverance. They should do a Deliverance remake. Who would be in that? Uh, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Leslie Jones. The all women <laughs> Deliverance reboot. <laughs> yeah, squeal like a pig, and it's uh, a fortune finder. He's the redneck that uh, that delivers the the squeal like a pig line. Sounds um, perfect. I love it. Well, I so I watched Air again, and yeah. uh, it was about as good. But yes, I've also been watching Fish Tank. And, so, uh, 
I yeah. still haven't seen anything about it other than what people talk about in the Discord group um, that I'm not not very active on. But uh, but you're kind of plugging it right now. We should plug yeah. the Discord. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we will have a link in the description to our brand new Discord channel. Same thing if you're watching this on YouTube right now, but I'm away right at this moment. So we probably won't put this out because I don't have my usual camera. I don't mm. have my usual microphone. It ain't sounding as good. But if you're on patreon.com slash lowers, you can get that Discord server pretty easily. But as you were saying. About I, fish forgot, tank. I forgot what I was saying. Fish I read a Discord. I just I just read a tweet by Kino Corner and it made me want to throw up. So uh... <laughs> that's all a Kino Corner's <laughs> tweets for me. He just said, uh, hey, Tom Green, I really enjoyed Freddy Good Fingered. I would love to interview you on my show. And I just want to. Okay, so we've said, I feel like we've said this on this podcast before. This is Kino's worst habit. This is such like a 25-year-old guy habit of being the reply guy who's so obviously the reply guy. And look, I love Kino. Maybe love's a strong word. I'm fond of Kino. But every single time you see him in your Twitter feed, it will be a reply to some famous person. And the yeah. most the most egregious one that comes to my head is like he replied to Anna Cashian from Red Scare, who posted like her hotel sandwich and uh, drink. And there were a pack of American spirits or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, good cigarettes, Ugh. good, good cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Support natives. That's what he said. He's like, yep, if I smoke. Have you, hold on, no. Have you ever heard someone say, yeah, those cigarettes, those are good cigarettes? No, I don't really know. Newports, those are good. No one ever says no. Newports are good no. cigarettes. I Menthols, that's my shit. No cap. Uh, by the way, uh, yesterday, uh, or was it this morning? I think it was this morning. I was having, <laughs> I was talking to my 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 girl, and then I think I said, no cap and i don't even know what no cap means and she made fun of me for like three hours uh because was it an no, ironic one or did it just come out i just said it but i i also don't know what it means so she was like are you it's okay like, no bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh okay well I, I don't know and i was just like yeah no cap and i was like wait or is it cap i don't know and she's like i don't know either but what the fuck? why are you talking like this and uh so i feel like um it's kind of like that where it's like why why are you replying to like who cares what do you think she's going to be like you know? i think you've spent too much time on discord now maybe it's too yeah. much time seeing young people chatting to each yeah. other and you're just in on, it i'm on TikTok too much yes so uh kino you need to tweet better or something you need to stop <laughs> doing that because that's the kind of thing that builds up when people start noticing that that's when the turn occurs the yeah fabled turn um have I, I think I shown you the, the YouTube video game, uh, guy that's from England that looks like Kino corner, but fat. Can we take a look at this fellow real quick? Let me see if I can remember what his fucking name is. Uh, uh by the way, when we did the show, uh, Bo is afraid. I, uh, I, we were talking about how Kino, so he said, oh, we had to reschedule cause he said, oh yeah, Kino corners at catholic mass or he's at church or something right now i said oh, church nice. and then i sent him 
the pictures of Spencer sent to us where you also happen to be saying, Oi vey, Isaac, <laughs> at the same time. And then Mumkey made that the Discord uh, image for the call. And it was Kino Corner's face smiling and Oi vey. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, this YouTube channel is called Slopes Game Room. Okay. His name's Slope. That's a little racist. Whoa. Whoa. If you said I looked like this guy, I would be fucking pissed. This, this who he looks like. What's his name? Daniel Ebertson. Let me see. He's like if you merged Kino with H3H3. Yeah. That's Kino's dad. <laughs> He's got British Kino here. Yeah. So, uh. I, I was thinking of sending him this and just not saying anything. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just send him a DM with that. Oh man! All right, let's leave, let up on. All right, Kino. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Like we we did an episode of Is It Kino where we shit on his art for like an hour and a half. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. But stop. Fucking... I think that, listen, the movie's more valiant than the Twitter replies. Certainly, yeah. for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I'm sure he doesn't listen, but like, stop fucking trying so hard uncomfortable <laughs> it's uncomfortable to not make fun of you like i really want to make fun of you but i don't know you that well so it's like i don't want to be a dick but it's also like tom green it's not gonna just be like the position oh, it puts us in yeah. is if they get mad right yeah. then we gotta slap them down if they start to like and that's not really i don't know if that's if that feels fair to me that we started it by just because this is what we do here. And then, yeah. oh, by chance, you know, they happen to listen and take a personal slight to that, which would I would probably, maybe, I guess it would depend on what the insult would be. I'll tell you what, if someone's like, yeah, that comfort system sketch fucking sucked. I don't really take offense to that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like, I'll tell you what, uh, I got two YouTube comments. Somebody on Mass State Lottery's uh, most recent trailer head wrote the, you know, th there's very few people very, very few people, and I'm very fortunate, it makes me feel good, uh, who have had any sort of like negative comment on either of the two trailers. And this one, I guess, is kind of one. They said, yeah, this is if every film bro made their own movie. I was like, okay, all right. That's, you know, that's, your, that's that. your opinion. But then <laughs> there was another guy who commented on my Eyes Wide Shut video. Now I like to fuck with these people and just write back anything because half of them are schizophrenic and I like to feed into their delusions a little bit and make them believe that I'm part of some sort of conspiracy cover up. Uh, and that's why I'm mass producing videos from 2018. So somebody wrote on that, uh, if I ever meet the guy who made this video, if I ever, <laughs> And that was Adam Kazaben three two four nine. What 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 is he gonna do? He's gonna. I think he's going to killing me. I think he's saying he's gonna kill me if he ever gonna, if he ever finds me. He's gonna give you a hug and a pat in the back. That was very. But he good. wrote five comments on my videos in the span of an hour, so he got really upset by that eyes wide shut video. And all I'm really saying in the eyes wide shut video is because there's this popular belief. Oh, there are these old guys in the toy store at the very end. It's Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman selling their daughter into sex slavery, which you get nothing, like nothing that would ever indicate that children are involved in this like yeah. 
sex orgy uh, mansion party, right? There's nothing going on there. Maybe Kubrick was thinking it. He certainly did a lot of research. But guess what? You get none of that in the movie. Yeah. None of that's in the movie. And if you think that, you're a crazy person. You're it's, a delusional schizophrenic. Haven't you gotten, I think I remember reading one that was like trust fund kit filmmaking or like this, something like that. And it's like, not, none of us have trust fund kit. anything close to a trust fund. I, we're fucking, we've been clawing and trying to like. You live in a third world country and I come from the projects. <laughs> yeah. Trust fund. Yeah, I'm sure I, I don't have seventy thousand dollars to drop on my thesis film. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my fucking graduation short film cost me like four hundred pounds, and I had to eat ramen for the entirety of that month uh, when I did that. So, I, I I guess it's funny to see the what people think of of you know the stuff that you put out. But if you think that we're like rich. And we're doing this just because we're bored. Yes, we're using Jerry's money. Everybody knows Jerry's <laughs> big bank account yeah. funds all of our projects. Jerry selling his jackets that uh, that he found in like Jerry's Twin Peaks company is really what is <laughs> the uh, the angel investor of yeah. all forgotten genres productions. Jerry buying knee pads by mistake and then having to sell them. It's uh what's yeah, putting money into into mm -hmm. all of these projects. No. I work I get to feed my family at the end of the day because of Jerry's wealth mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for that every moment. Yeah, Kenny is the one that's putting all the money for all of these projects with his Amazon driver job and my job in the pharmaceutical industry that I <laughs> <laughs> but I have to work because I need to fucking eat. Yeah, that's very trust fund, you know. Exactly. So yeah, I've been watching Fish Tank. I think I think you got to check out Fish Tank. It's almost over now, though. There's only two weeks left. Do you have still... to pay? I think I'm no. It's free. Oh, okay. It's free. I you can watch it twenty four seven. I just uh, have to give Sam Hyde my email. Yeah. Yeah. You trust him? No. <laughs> No, look at what happened to iDubs after he interacted with him. Like his entire, uh, as soon as Sam Hyde came into his life, it's just been a downward spiral. And now look at where he's at, shitty permanent tattoos. And I don't, uh, I think there was a problem that was happening long before Sam Hyde got involved. I think iDubs deciding to make videos about birds immediately following his vomit cake era was like the first sign that iDubs is not well. iDubs is yeah. going through something here. And uh, I think it's, I, I don't know, I think iDubs is pretty shitty for like trying to, for a guy who would show up at like concerts or something, who did he meet? Tana Montague or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? And then just, just to the, the drop just end bombs to the on end. camera. The fact he's trying to like uphold a standard of like, no, Sam Hyde is the line you can't cross. Like that's where it becomes not okay anymore. And yeah. it, like th there was that sort of definition of that before Sam started making open comments about Anissa, where it was yeah. like because he donated to XYZ legal fund, that's a right wing thing. You know, then you know, then it, then it's bad. That means it's actually bad. It's not like H three were reformed. No, hey, no. one's a big fat piece of shit the other dates a, a hooker um yeah i guess that shows that you know you're on the good side of of history is doing I, that i guess um, uh did you see that video that he put out explaining what happened and then he was like i don't think i don't think froggy 
respect sex workers and I can't, you know, be involved or interact or even be in the same building as someone that doesn't respect sex workers because he I think a that's joke. a that's bullshit. That's yeah, all padded on. Yeah. He should have mm-hmm. just st- stuck with look. You trained with Sam Hyde. I yeah. don't like Sam Hyde. I don't like you now as a result. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly valid. And all the comments that Sam has made about Anisa, uh, that's also perfectly valid for mm-hmm. iDubs to say, you're fucking out. I'm, yeah. uh, you're dead to me. I'm not paying you. I'm not giving you any more exposure. This guy is very disrespectful of me and my wife and my family yeah. here. Um, you're off the card. Keep it at that. But the yeah. fact that iDubs also went about adding those little flourishments and taking a jab at Rusty Cage in like the last, what the fuck was that? That was the most petty bitch shit I've ever seen yeah. in a fucking YouTube commentary video. Why? Yeah. What is, what do you have to gain? Do we even look Rusty Cage is like a big following and everything, but like, clearly like this is a very, he isn't even in the rest of the video. Mm-hmm. He just, you knew iDubs was mad and he was just like, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to, you no one's ever going to expect this. And especially yeah. not Rusty Cage. He's not going to think his face is going to come up in the last 30 <laughs> seconds of the video. And I'm just going to fucking put a screwdriver in the back of his, mm-hmm. in his side there and twist it. Um, why that's evil that was like an evil little bitchy petty thing to do i don't understand who he thought he was winning over by doing that well that whole video was just him complaining okay so you can't make a video when the news came out that his girl opens that opened that thing right and he said yeah i don't care if you guys make fun of it that's fine i'm perfectly fine with it and then as soon as someone makes fun of it then so i don't want to be involved with this guy at all like you said, just say that you don't like some hide and anyone that gets involved with some hide, like you don't want to have anything with, to do with them. But you can't put out a video where you say, yeah, I'm fine with people jerking off to my girlfriend and making fun of it. That's fine. And then try to use that as an excuse as to why you kick him out, because then it's like, all right, so which one is it? Do you really just change your mind or are you just trying to, I don't know, come I up j- Here's with- the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like that there's sort of like how can I put it? It's more like, uh, I don't want to say it's progressive, right? Because the progressivism is kind of irrelevant. It's more yeah. like there's a there's a greater cause here as to why I'm, I'm taking a stand. And it's him being like, uh, you know, we're pro-sex work. We're pro this and that. And it's just like, it's framing not liking these people under the guise of like, there's also like a moral, yeah. dig- dignified... Uh, thing to this and it's not just hey we have conflict and guess what you're my enemy because we don't get along like it can be as simple as that you can bully this guy you can make fun of this guy because you just don't like him and that's that's perfectly understandable it doesn't have to be like well i'm coming from the moral standpoint of i'm better and you're you're worse because xyz and you committed uh uh you know you crossed the line here in xyz i hate that shit yeah just be real about it you don't like the person and you have a right to not like the person mm-hmm. in this case because they're fucking with your life and your family and your relationships to a degree and the perception around you. But just be real about that. Yeah. Don't don't try and frame it in this sort of uh, I'm ultra dignified manner because it's just it's a war. You're in it's you're like, in a war now. But it's also who are you if you're not the offensive guy that makes fun of people being offensive, right? So now the fact that he's trying to like rebrand as like 
well, now you can't, you can't make fun of this one thing because my wife or because of this. And how dare you make fun of, it's like you, why do people even know who you are? Because you were offensive and you would make fun of people and call them out on their bullshit. So now that you're trying to frame it as, you know, you can't make fun of this thing because that's offensive. And how dare you not support this thing? It's like, okay, so who, who would you be if you started as that? You know, you would not have a following. No one would give a shit about who he, he was because the main thing that people liked was that he would call out people for being hypocritical. And now he's like above everyone. It's like, how dare you make fun of this? It's just like, a, who, like who likes that? You know, like who's mm -hmm. going to, especially because his entire audience was there to see him make fun of things, make fun of the Kickstarter thing, you know, he was making fun of people that didn't know what they were doing or like didn't, they were trying to scam people or like, which he got from Sam Hyde as well. Cause the Kickstarter oh. TV where he did the same exact thing. I and Idubs took that concept and applied it to his YouTube channel. But how funny is it that he tried to get Sam with that documentary? Because that documentary was an attempt at a gotcha, right? As uh, like, well, this guy was someone and now look at what he's that. doing. I mean, I, I think Sam has reason to believe that based off of his own interactions and just picking up a vibe. And he's, I think he's a pretty, he has a good read on people to a degree. It, I don't know if that was necessarily the case. Well, the, I think the whole interaction with the fake girlfriend is what tells you what he was trying to do because he was legit concerned about this girl, right? And he was like asking him like, oh, what? But, oh, no, he, he talked to her, I think. He was like, get you out of here and like get you help or whatever. And then Sam was like, yeah, we paid her. Like she's pretending to be. So so even then, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't find him as um, honest. I don't think he's coming from a, from a place of honesty and he's coming more from a, well, I kind of have to do this because I want to attract this kind of crowd now, even though it goes against everything that made him a millionaire i guess well i think i think there's two different things going on here like i think he's perfectly well within his right to change his content and his personality if that's where he truly stands and uh i don't doubt that he feels like he does but to then condemn everyone else around it's that you're pulling up the ladder yeah, uh, metaphor that's frequently applied to people like Seth Rogen and Judd mm -hmm. Apatow and yeah. anyone who had an edgy comedy career 15 years ago, but now it's kind of actually you have to lose something. You're, you have to be willing to lose something to do that uh, in the climate of today. I think that's uh, kind of repugnant. Yeah, it's gross. And uh, I'm kind of glad that, you know, if you if you look at the ratio of his likes and dislikes of that video, most people are just like, what? Like, what is this? You know, why? Why are you becoming this person? And and again, I guess it, it comes from a, this is a type of audience that that uh, that made you who you are. And now you're completely flipping and becoming this boring, predictable, Ethan Klein clone type of thing where, you know, why? Why would anyone? Uh, again, the, the reason why he stuck out was because he was willing to call out the big names or successful names, right? By calling mm -hmm. them on the bullshit like he did. And now he's just become the, the opposite of that. So I don't know. I uh, 
it's kind of i used to watch his videos and i used to think he was funny and now it's just like embarrassing now it's just kind of like who who's writing this for you like who's telling you to say this like it doesn't seem like it's coming from you you know it's it's very very dishonest very i mean we'll see if he gets a divorce right and i don't think it would be no. shocking that someone would get a divorce from an only fans model at some point in their life mm -hmm. especially one making all their business decisions yeah. if that happens and his personality changes we'll find out who that really was but i think that's the problem that i don't think anyone's going to be around for that right like his entire audience is going to be like oh so now you want to be like it's it's dishonest it, it doesn't mm. come off as like this is who you really are so if he tries to do that i don't know how people will react especially if he's trying to attract a different type of audience now like h3 did i don't know i i think there are enough of idubs fans out there that would stick with him through it because look at what happened with h3 right mm. they're as big as they've ever been bigger than ever it's... larger more rotund than ever the age three uh he was gonna leave his ass by the way that's only a matter of time she's scouting new baby daddies she's getting fit looking yeah. i'm not looking not my type i don't want to <laughs> you don't want to say good but like looking i guess looking uh <laughs> human she's looking i think uh what everyone should do is support uh red bar scars club and go join his website because mm. uh he's the the best person to make fun i'm i'm all in by the way yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> how about the fact i was all in on red bar six years ago and i was like hey you guys get you really gonna see yeah red bar no and uh jerry's like no he's cringe and you listen to jerry yeah. what a jerry who voted for hillary you listen to jerry <laughs> i did no. i i my bad uh my mistake uh I didn't realize how funny Mike David was, and and just lately I've been completely converted into a believer, one thousand percent. Because uh, yeah, it's uh, it's who we all aspire to be. A red bar. <laughs> I think the thing that transformed me into that was was that video of him where he he talks about Joey Diaz threatening him. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that video? Oh yeah, of course. I saw it yeah. live. I saw yeah. it all play out in real time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I'm all, I'm all in now. I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna pay for it because I I still live in I a third world country, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll live off those uh, forty minute clips that they post on. I'm I'm sure not from him that they post on YouTube, but uh, there's some from him. But he does a full like seven hour show mm. once every three weeks, and that is basically you gotta just listen to that incrementally like an audio book. Yeah. Uh, I'm all in with Red Bar now, so so he's okay. the best. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's stop talking about all these like <laughs> digital people. We went with iDubs. We went with uh, Sam High. Oh well, Fish Tank. I wanted right. to talk about Fish Tank because uh -huh. this Fish Tank show. I'm just on the edge of my seat watching these people uh, eat, sleep, shit, piss, spit on each other's food. They threw. Are, do have you seen Frank Castle? Right. Yeah. I don't I mean, know I, how to feel about Frank Hassel because he, I, so when I first saw Frank Hassel's videos, when he was doing them uh, on his own for the first time, when he separated from MDE, I was like, this feels bad. This feels like, this feels like he, he shouldn't be doing this because he goes into Walmarts and grocery stores and all these places and he will just literally 
select a person and harass them and it's uncomfortable but yeah, then you a, watch enough of a, that not a fan of that at all you watch enough of that and he's saying stuff like oh yeah i know you raped me you raped me in my dream last night and then he'll go up when like the person's like trying to go to a manager in the store and he'll beat them to it and be like he's saying he's gonna rape me he's saying he's he touched me he's trying to hit on me he tried to suck me off in the in the cereal aisle he says shit like that and it's just like oh man like i die laughing i die laughing i get converted through the laughter even though i can write like i who would ever ever want to see frank hassle in a public place you'd probably run in the opposite yeah, direction if you saw like six, that little five, camera on his forehead yeah six five four hundred pounds just running yeah that's the thing too is like he has the height and build to back it up where like most people it's just like if you even wanted to what are you gonna are you gonna try that you know right so he does that and they threw him in the fish tank house as a freeloader and the freeloaders are people who come in late they're like the equivalent to intruders on big brother but they have no opportunity to win the show i guess or to win the grand prize uh they took frank hassel out last night after he so there was a there's a girl in the house named letty mm. and letty has the ire of all of the fandom why for some reason i don't know why maybe she's just kind of snaky i don't know is she the only girl Mm -mm. there's oh. no girls have been eliminated yet it's been all guys okay so there are three girls left letty has glasses and she's just kind of like eh, grimy looking mm. she's from canada she looks like a low-end twitch girl you know okay um and uh frank went in there and like spit in her food spit in her luggage spit in her clothes and nobody nobody told her and then he decided to go up to one of the guys this dude vance who i think is going to win the show um pulled his mattress off the mattress frame and then pulled his fly down and pissed right in the middle of it and then put it back put the blankets back and uh nobody revealed anything they had to take the mattress out of the house obviously within like 30 minutes because who wants a lawsuit over that yeah, i think you're right when you said that i would probably make it like a week <laughs> <laughs> and i think <laughs> i think this guy simon who you've probably seen me posting the vietnamese guy would know i feel like your trajectory would be the exact same as his which is like you would be fine at first then simon had a mental breakdown and he was like i'm quitting the show and then he didn't quit the show and then five days later he's just drunk every single day yeah and i was like now i'm gonna leave i think i'm gonna yeah. leave i think i was and sort of physically assaulting everyone yeah. just because of that it was like who pissed on my fucking mattress <laughs> um yeah no so that doesn't simon also left the same day as frank which i was a little sad about um but was he also right. a freeloader yes he came he was the first freeloader he okay. was the first one to come in after they kicked out simmons for pedophilia and moro who's like a fat hispanic guy quit because he was bunking with the pedophile his entire stay but the show has just changed every single week. Things came to a head yesterday on Fish Tank um, when Frank shit in a cup and then Letty, who he has like this weird love-hate relationship with, he was spitting in her food, but like they had, they had a weird bonding session where they like connected with each other. Uh, she hid the cup in the fat girl Sylvia's closet. And so there was just shit in the closet and she found it. And... Um, there's Letty. Yeah. She looks kind of like a grem, like the female gremlin from gremlins Two. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And um, they removed Frank over this, and there was also a food fight. They destroyed the house. He destroyed many of the rooms. It's out of control. It was like Frank, when they dropped Frank in the house, chaos just erupted, yeah. and everyone's mentality changed. Now well, Letty, Letty's spitting in people's food. I think she peed on somebody's bed since he left, like she's been continuing on in his spirit. It's so peculiar. It's so fucking weird. What is happening? Castle. Uh, wasn't there a Stanford prison experiment type of thing? Right. No. You know, you're familiar with that mm -hmm. case, right? Where, sure. Yeah. With the, what is the prisoners become the cops and they just abuse everyone. Uh, I, the only Frank Castle thing that I saw for like a minute was when he was uh, comforting Airsoft Fatty because Airsoft Fatty was crying or something. And then yeah. Frank just like gave him a hug or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's. Yeah. Terrible. So his first day, aside from the spitting, because he started immediately, um, <laughs> he was normal and he was nice to everybody. And then I said to, I was talking to Jake Hanrahan about this. And Jake Hanrahan was like, he's going to do something that's going to get like the show can't like it's, they're going to have to end it there there's going to be a lawsuit potentially and i was like i don't know he's been kind of nice to everyone so far and as that as i was sending that text he unzipped his pants and started urinating on the mattress and i was just like never mind never mind you're you're probably right about this i think i think you're correct i think something really bad's going to happen in this house if he sticks around the hassling started the, the hassling yeah i i didn't really know him uh from anything other than that video with uh what's his fat guy boogie boogie 2988 who, who yeah. apparently got beaten up i still haven't seen that i kind of want to see wings that fight. of redemption versus boogie we all knew wings was gonna win we we said that when we first discovered yeah. this match was a thing like wings has rage yeah exactly boogie, he hates his like wife an eternal he hates his wife man. he hates yeah. that he's bad at video games and everyone makes fun of him he breaks controllers all the time uh and then boogie's just fat with fake teeth with horrendous fake teeth uh i kind of want to see that fight though because apparently what second round and then they stopped the fight i thought they were just go both gonna die from a heart attack <laughs> after like running around for 30 seconds but uh that yeah, I uh, I, I kind of want to see the fight to see what. What happened. prompted them to stop the fight? Was it a KO? I have no idea. I don't know. Let me look it was up. Was Boogie's health at risk? Was his chest tensing up? I didn't think. I really thought that match was going to get canceled due to either someone like not being like physically capable of doing it, like not clearing medical, or I didn't. I didn't think that was actually going to come into fruition. Yeah, that's. Uh... Especially after that, <laughs> that Wade, uh, what what is that called? The Wade, the Wayne, Wayne, yeah. Where they're both just, they both have wings. It's just the tits. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the show is now stuck in the theme of online content. Yeah, yeah. This is just an online. It's it's not movies. It's uh. It, YouTube people ep episode, I guess. Yep. Okay. I haven't, I haven't really watched. <laughs> haven't really watched many things lately, so I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, I can't fight the fight. Was that today? That was today, right? No, no, no. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
yeah uh, combine 800 pounds um you know what i tried watching if we're gonna get into movies at all i tried watching any what's that any don't know what that is it's from the same guy who directed that movie bait do you know what his whole deal is the no. guy who uh can we just look that up real sure. quick just a poster we don't have to watch the trailer the guy who directed bait which they called one of the great british films and he's like a not that bait no um this one no <laughs> no that one with the bearded man not the jamie fox bait who is apparently dead or dying oh yeah yeah yeah. they won't tell you how Did you hear that it was because he said that pdd has like gay parties or whatever and they he put a head on him I did not hear that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great way to die though. Yeah. So this Mark Jenkin. Yeah. So he's, they really like him in the UK because he shoots things the old way. He will shoot on 16 millimeter and do entirely ADR for audio after the fact. And okay. it sounds like it, it sounds like someone going, Oh, we need uh, our, a boat hitting the rock. So just, okay. Right, so it's like giallo, but bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, like giallo at least has, like the audio of any field recorder during the mid late twentieth century has like a certain level of texture to it, where like it'll all run in sync and give you like a general mm -hmm. uniform feeling. That's not the case with Mark Jenkins' films. Like the audio sounds very isolated and different from everything. Like it's too clean, you know. Okay. And I tried watching any Smith and it was pretty, but it, that, I mean, that's all I could really say about it. Bait wildlife, was the same deal. Bait was not volunteer, as pretty though. Daily uh, yeah. There's a, uh, there's some, some British movies or it's, it's kind of just why does it, does it even exist? Um, did you end up watching a uh, ball is afraid? Yeah, I did a show on Bo's Afraid. I went to the theater to with go see Kino. Bo's Afraid. With uh, not Kino, but this is Kino, right? Yeah, Kino was on as uh, co-guest. Okay. What do you think of that since I haven't listened? <laughs> I thought I haven't it was seen it, but... pretty good. I thought it was much funnier than I was expecting. And the whole... There's a whole thing about him living in either Los Angeles or San Francisco or somewhere and dodging all these homeless people. And that was the same thing. Like the same time... <laughs> The Jordan Neely subway chokehold occurred. Oh. I was like, wow, this feels timely. This feels I mean, very bow. I mean, Ari Aster does look like someone that would try to avoid any type of confrontation with anyone, right? He does. Uh, you know, I've really taken a liking to Ari Aster as a man <laughs> or as a male. Because who can look at him and say, that's a man? Uh, right. He's a, He's a funny guy. He comes from like the same world uh or same mentality is like you people like you and myself mm. and you can see that with any of his old short youtube short films before he started doing them seriously before strange thing about the johnsons and everything i watched all of his short films yeah. immediately after seeing bo is afraid except for bo because bo's not on youtube i wanted to see bo i did not get to see bo uh, but i watched all his stuff that he was working on in the early 10s and he almost does like weird Tim and Eric, dark humor kind of stuff. 
very early, like green screeny kind of things that echo a lot of what people in the YouTube space were doing around that time. Like he has one just, just called, like, I think it's, it's called Dick Farts. I don't know. It wasn't particularly funny, but the humor was in the same wheelhouse as okay. things like that. So uh, I, I, I think that version of Ari Aster is still very much alive, and you get that in Bo's mm -hmm. Afraid. But isn't that funny that he's he's uh, now known as like the smart horror guy, but then he came from... Well, that's Jordan Peele, too, you know? I don't think there's... There's a clear, like, other side of the coin where I think if you do comedy well, you can do horror pretty well, too. What is Jordan up to now? He's got some project in the works. I think he's working on a series as well. Like, look at Robin Williams. I just watched the original Insomnia recently, and then I watched a, a video essay about uh, Insomnia 2002 versus 1997, uh, the one starring Stellan Skarsgård, and then the one that Christopher Nolan directed uh, with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Robin Williams, very funny in a number of films, and equally creepy perverse weirdo in spite of being like this big not just like funny but also known as a friendly yeah. family friendly comedian was mm -hmm. able to spin that several times and like do it very well yeah so one hour photos one of like i think that's his best i think yeah. that is probably his at least his best creepy performance yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah i i think it makes sense that ari aster would also be just as in tune as far as humor as he is everything else. There's a heightened, elevated world in Bo is Afraid, and I didn't expect that. I thought it was all going to be like a fantasy dream sequence, and they kind of clear it right off the bat in that he suffers delusions, he's taking medication, and maybe he's out of his medication, but you have to kind of go with the fact that the narrative only loosely matters with that film, mm -hmm. and it's just a very long ride you're going to be on. And you're but it's worth it. it. Well, I mean, it depends it? on how, what you define as worth it. I kind of felt like I wasn't bothered by the length of the movie. Uh -huh. It's two hours and 59 minutes, I'm fairly certain. But the entire last 30 minutes, I felt like you don't need that. You really don't need that. This would have been the best point to end on. And you ended it right over here. Mm. It's just kind of like a fuck you to the audience. Like he well, starts no, to do the, the, the comedic... Um, technique of uh, a rake and the uh, she-hulk thing have you heard about she-hulk the tv show no. so apparently just because i follow a bunch of youtube essay uh, essay essayists um you speak in spanish yeah essayists um on uh, that uh show because the the reaction was so negative by like the last if not the last or the episode before last uh they were like oh well the writers are not even writing this show so is this even being written by anyone and that's what the characters is like trying to break the fourth wall uh and then it's just like is anyone even writing this show and uh so they were in on the joke that it was badly written but it's they not really it was just more about the reaction that people were having negatively to the show no, I wouldn't say that Bo is Afraid does that, but it ends on, and I don't think I'm really, I mean, I guess I'm spoiling, but who cares? Care. They yeah. end on a trial of Bo being 
like not nice to his mom or inconsiderate or something. And it's just a full on weird trial in the middle of the water. Okay. And uh, it's a very like, okay, we get it. Can we just please just, it's getting late. Let's go home. Okay. So I guess my question is because I know that, and I'm also not, I, like I, I liked Hereditary and I like Midsummer, but I don't mm -hmm. think they're like the elevated horror masterpieces that most people that post online think would you be excited about his new movie after watching boys afraid and by that i mean because of the landscape of how most directors now it's difficult to find someone that has a voice and is trying to do their own thing i think uh what he got nolan maybe still doing that ish mm -hmm. and then you have someone like ari aster who has a very specific style after watching three hours of Joaquin Phoenix being a weirdo in this movie, would you be interested in, in seeing the next thing? Or or are you in the boat of like the the James Guns of <laughs> of like who cares anymore, you know? No, I'd be more in now than I was before, actually. Okay. I really like Bo's Afraid and what he did with that and showing his range. Because I feel, I, like the... I feel like James sorry, I feel like James Gunn. Uh, had a very interesting early career where he was trying to do like the mainstream thing, but still taking some left field or, or right field uh, choices with the things that he would do before he got swallowed into that machine. Right. Definitely. Uh, but uh, it, it's very difficult to find now a director that has like its own voice and trying to do like their own thing and that people allow him to do that. And I feel like Ari Aster is one of the few that still him, maybe the lighthouse guy whose name I can't think of right now. Robert uh, right. Uh, who, who have like a very distinctive, okay, so I know what I'm in for. Uh, and, and uh, again, I'm not a huge fan of those two movies and I haven't seen Bo is afraid, but uh yeah were you are you after seeing that would you be you know pumped into seeing whatever he comes up with? i don't know if i'd say I, pumped but i would be curious and i'd check it out for mm -hmm. sure because i think the comedic beats and bows afraid really land well mm -hmm. and um i was impressed with that i think it, it it's you know it really benefits from having joaquin phoenix as the lead i think if you had gotten somebody else then yeah. <laughs> that three hours is probably much more of a slog and you can tell uh, that you know you're gonna feel that runtime, but well, Joaquin's so good. Yeah, he's one of the few that still can like drive a movie and keep you interesting by just their performance alone. I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm still in on Ari Aster. I don't think they're ever gonna give him a budget that size again because it's gonna be, uh, you know, it, that movie's gonna be considered a flop. I'm pretty certain once they yank it from theaters if they haven't already. And uh, they had to know that going in. It's like the the standard auteur trajectory. The first mm -hmm. movie is like, you got to prove yourself. The second movie, big hit. And actually, in this case, both movies were big hits, right? And uh, the third movie is when they go, okay, have as much money as you want. <laughs> Do whatever you want. We trust yeah. you. And they always take it to the extreme. Paul Thomas Anderson does Magnolia. Mm -hmm. uh, Damien Chazelle does Babylon. Right. And now you have, oh, Michael Cimino does Heaven's Gate. Now you have Ari Aster, Bo is Afraid. Yeah, it seems like it's made 9 million worldwide, according to Box Office Mojo. And uh, 
Nine million worldwide? That's yeah. horrible. That's a that's a <laughs> massive flop in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh well, hopefully he'll just go back to doing more. Well, again, I can't I can't criticize because I haven't seen Boaz Afraid, but I feel like he's the type of filmmaker that's just willing to take those risks. So I I, I will be more um willing to support that than something like what James Gunn did. I am not excited about anything James Gunn related. I want Superman them to that's you're a big Superman fan, right? I would I would go see a new Superman movie. I'm not even against him directing a Superman film. I just think you got something that's all lined up here. You could have used it. Now you're gonna hit the reset button and everything that he outlined for the future of that company sounds not Mm-hmm. captivating i have no interest in seeing like d-list i mean he wants to do to dc what he did with marvel and he's like yeah we got guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. a team nobody's ever heard of and we're going to yeah. make something of them and he did that successfully now he tried to do that with the suicide squad that was a big bomb i liked that movie i was the sole defender on that episode and i'll tell you what i did go back to it i was like yeah I was drinking that night and uh, <laughs> this was more enjoyable because of that than yeah. my thoughts led me to believe. Yeah. It was the, the one time where you were a little bit drunker than me uh, and uh, mm-hmm. that affected your your uh, opinion on it. I think uh, Chris Pratt helped a lot with that franchise too. I don't know if you had someone that before he got, you know, I guess not really canceled but kind of you know canceled and not liked because he was on everything uh but that was like the perfect time for him to to be a leading man of that and i think he drove a lot of what those first two movies are uh with just his charisma but um yeah i'm really not excited with uh them just you know trying to do what they try to do with Zack Snyder, I guess, and then just give it to this guy and try to do the same thing he did with Marvel. That doesn't sound appealing at all, especially with how Marvel has ended now. I completely agree. And I think going back to that Superman well and doing like, hey, we got to try rebooting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2013, you know, it, it was 10 years ago. It's still not that long ago. And they're going to put this movie out next year. How many times? I mean... The reason why the Spider-Man movies on the second go-around, what people credit to it flopping, is that they tried to do the origin again. Mm-hmm. We've got 78. We get a little bit into it in Superman 2. Uh, Man of Steel. You got a touch of it in Superman Returns, and now we're going to do this again? Come on. Yeah. Uh, and it's the a- guy that they're casting, I guess, is uh, Superman. Looks like a younger Henry Cavill. Have you seen him? No. I don't know what his name is. His, his, he's got an off-putting name. It's like Brandon Sweat. <laughs> I think that's the new Superman is Brandon Sweat. Uh... So they want him and they want Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, which... Why? Why keep... He's never good on any superhero stuff. He was Beast and he was horrible as Beast. And I don't even remember what else he's been in that you would think. He was yeah, good in Mad the... Max and 
Okay. But he played like a weirdo character that looks nothing like him and acted like a wild, you know, what was the character's name? Well, I, not the name, but like the, the that group of I think his bold... name was like Henry Ben. Yeah. Henry... <laughs> uh, let me see. Superman Legacy. Uh, also... A boring title. Oh, I also feel like this, does anyone really... Like, I understand that Superman is like a huge comic book character that a lot of people liked back in the day but i feel like what's happened with the move the the movies that have come out since the christopher reeve one um if it's not the harry cavill character that some people liked and some didn't because it was kind of dark like does anyone really care about seeing a nice superman that's not he's just nice the people who always go we need a bat family film i want to see batman holding a little girl's hand on a swing set that's my bad batman's about hope those people want superman should be everyone's best friend yeah that's him this guy Courtney. He's yeah, not, he just visually he's not the worst option but he looks like a skinny henry cowell yeah yeah so, so do we the... need to do it do we have to do this are we getting Superboy? Is that what's happening? We're getting no, right? This is just it's just gonna be a younger Superman and then it sucks. I don't I'm not in on it. I'm with Ben Affleck in that he he wanted nothing to do with it. He said I would never have anything to do with anything James Gunn is doing over there when he now, was asked. Now let me ask you, uh I don't know if I've asked you this before, but how do you feel about this flash movie that it, it is going to come out after all. And it seems like the, um, the role of the 1989 Batman has been reduced, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be less Keaton. I don't know if it's going to be less. I think he, it's going to be the same, but now it's different because they were going to go into, he's the new Batman for all these movies. For this new Superman movie, he would have been, I guess, the new... Or this movie wouldn't have existed yet because they were going to go back and do Henry Cavill. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think gonna... the Flash movie is actually going to be good. Yeah? I do. I, I have a feeling... reshoots and everything, you think yep. they're going to be able to I think to that's do... fine. Yeah, you think I they're think... going to be able to do what they didn't do with the Joss Whedon Justice League? Because it sounds very much like that to me, where it's just like, oh, we're just going to try to fix this five years later, and hopefully it'll come out good. And then you see that, and it's horrendous. I think it's going to be good. I think So here's why I think that. The fact that they never thought for a second about pulling the rug out, mm. no matter what Ezra Miller was doing, they didn't dump it on streaming. They didn't think for a second we they were just like we have to we have to keep this going no matter what we have to get there like if it was as simple as this is the reset button so we can get rid of all these people and we can start fresh if it was that simple i don't think that they would have gone ahead with it because they've done it thousands of times before where it's just like okay now we're just going to ignore everything and we'll start anew um i think this movie's good i've heard that it's great um Great. I, I will see. So, is Grant Gusting in it? He was originally. Ah, this new, the new Flash. They cut a bunch of cameos and like things that wouldn't even really be, should be considered cameos. 
Huh. Like they manipulated Adam West's face and Christopher oh. Reeve's face. Oh, no. You know how they did it in Doctor Sleep with the twins and Jack Nicholson and everybody? Yeah, it looks horrible, yeah. Yeah, they did something like that where they had all the original versions of these characters that were brought to the screen after the serial era, right? And they Kevin did that. Conroy, Kevin Conroy, giant, giant head in the Batman mask. I don't, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Just bowing with a giant mole on his face. That's great. It's disgusting. They made him <laughs> grow that beard for a reason. Yeah, I, I'm glad they decided to do away with those. Hmm. But yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be a big hit. I think they've been holding on to it for a reason. Well, I guess the fact that they didn't cancel it like everything else, right, tells you something. But I wonder yeah. if it's just that they spent so much money on it that it's not worth to just get rid of it like that bat well was, was it bad girl was it Batgirl, they can right? still i mean i guess i didn't even know that there, this was a loophole but if you consider it like unreleasable and you dump it you want to trash all the files that's a write-off hmm. that's how Batgirl worked that's why they got rid of it so i guess i mean 300 million God, I can't yeah. imagine, but I don't know. Isn't that funny, though, how everyone was so upset about uh, how Brendan Fraser was not going to play a villain because after The Whale, did you end up watching The Whale? Yeah. Full, the whole thing? I did, yeah. Okay. I saw it, and uh, I was really depressed about how Darren Aronofsky's trajectory as a director is has gone because he's so yeah. talented or he was back in the late 90s early aughts he was so talented and he was great at defining a, not just a style but like portraying a very low budget gritty dirty specific version of new york city mm. in movies like pie and requiem for a dream black swan and even in the wrestler, wrestler you know that's not yeah. new york i think that's out in the midwest it's like somewhere like michigan he yeah. does a very good job of defining the texture of the land mm -hmm. and making uh, sure that it's very clear, like how low income and yep. dirty everything Gritty, is. Gritty, dirty, yeah. And then. And then he does Mother. Then he does Noah. Oh, that's, I think that's the, the beginning. That was, yeah. That's, that is horrible. What, yeah. I don't know. I still haven't finished it. I think I got like 30 minutes in. I was like, I don't. It doesn't get I any don't... better. I promise you. It has the same. It, it's play by play, uh, more or less the same movie as The Wrestler, but much worse. Mm. It ends the same way as The Wrestler does, too. What, he has a, like a heart attack? What is it? I don't remember I, how The Wrestler. <laughs> well, they, they start the movie with like, he's going to die. You're right. going to die. You got to go to the hospital or else you're going to die. The Wrestler is you're going to die if you keep wrestling. But he's and, willing uh, to go because of his performance and he wants to be loved by the crowd. What about this mm -hmm. fat man, though? That's you want to be spoiled? There. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Okay. I'm never Instead of, so the wrestler, in The Wrestler, obviously, he jumps off the yeah. turnbuckle and we fade to white knowing that his heart probably exploded and yeah. he died. But he died beloved by the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, living life. Yeah, in this Ohio fucking <laughs> lunchroom. <laughs> yeah. In some school auditorium. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The whale is, he stands up and he's 
lumbering over to give his daughter a hug, which must stink with that gross shirt he never changes out of after he's been sucking on a ranch dressing bottle all night. Um, and then he elevates, and that also is a fade to white. Oh. Same thing, same ending. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's, I guess that's more uh, inspiring because the fat man decided to get up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. is that is that the is that the angle like i guess he finally got up from his couch it's you know what it, it's even funny thinking back about the the whole outrage that the movie was getting at the beginning where uh fat um advocates were being like oh well you know, this is not, this is not what fat people are like. And how dare you make fun of, of fatties like me? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fat and this is offensive. And then it just ends with, with the fat trying to do non-fat things. And then he dies. I don't, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, a, have, it's not good. It's a very overrated film. Uh, and frankly, I don't dislike Brendan Fraser. He shouldn't have won for that. Even if you pulled Austin Butler out of the running, but especially since he was in there, I don't think Brendan Fraser deserved that. A, a silicone bodysuit and face. Is, I don't think we've not... spoken about about uh, that Elvis movie not getting anything, have we? Because nah, I feel like I don't. I, like I don't know deserved, if we didn't. I feel like it deserved something. Cause... I think Austin Butler should have won Best Actor by like no question about it, but. Hollywood like, politics. Like, I feel like Bas Lerman gets disrespected a lot because all of his movies are very flamboyant and, and flashy and loud. But for whatever reason, that, I mean, that's perfect for the story that he was trying to tell with Elvis, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that it, it didn't even get, it, it got nothing, right? I, I guess it really shows you how these awards are, at the end of the day are completely worthless and who cares? Uh, I or... think it's probably a good thing. I mean, even the, I mean, the Academy Awards deviated from what the Golden Globes did and everything that was essentially banked on was thrown out in the last couple of weeks because what was it? The Screen Actors Guild Awards is a greater indicator even than the Golden Globes are or, um, you know, many of these other ceremonies that are often predictive and they went with everything everywhere all at once for everything and that's what happened. So... I don't know. I think the Oscars are kind of out to lunch. You yeah. know, it's uh, they're, should be like, at least. They're, yeah. they're making all these wacky decisions that don't count for anything. And when they do things like that, it negates the integrity of it. Like I watched the Academy Awards ceremony from 1994, where Schindler's List, I believe, won Best Picture, and the jokes were funnier. The jokes were a little edgier. Whoopi Goldberg was hosting. Um, it, yeah. You know, all the winners were kind of boring, but it, it felt like a genuine celebration of movies and not this very forced, like, hey, aren't movies still great, even though they're all on Apple TV? <laughs> yeah, I, I just got it. Like, I got a new, a new phone and I got a three months of Apple TV for free. And I started looking at what they put out. And I don't even think I'm going to get those three months because I have to enter my card information and I don't want to charge for this shit when I forget, forget to it, cancel basically. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to pay for 
for you know show about a soccer guy soccer american guy that goes to england and he learns about soccer you know i just got a i saw an article in my twitter feed from i think it's somebody i follow who wrote it and they were like the, the name of the article was something like ted lasso's bizarre turn for season three and then like the subtitle of it was like ted lasso goes woke now now what? yeah 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 that would that would be shocking if it just happened now you're telling me that show like was well, that scene right i'm sure is that scene where they're like hey don't make fun of this thing where they're in the locker room with everyone oh yeah 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 the yeah that very like here's when it's okay to delete a woman's photos she sends you versus here's when it's all right to keep them. And maybe you should get rid of it. Maybe you should let your woman go through your phone and delete whatever she wants. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? That's, about, that's what sports jocks talk about in the and, locker uh, room. Yeah, very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And also referencing Les Mis, you know, <laughs> now I know Les yeah. Mis, so if I was a soccer player, then I would get that, but uh, but you would be made fun of by every other soccer player yeah. in your team. To be you like, know, what? can we find this clip? I think it's important sure. that people see this clip. If we can find it, it's somewhere on Twitter, and it's like the most women's staff of writers dialogue in the history of television. Yeah, it, it I... it's painfully forced. Let me see. Like they they're like, this... now we have an audience, and it's our responsibility. Wait, no, hold on. This is two years ago. Uh... To, to to help guide the way, to lean them into the light, to make better decisions as people. Well, that's the whole, that's the, like, I am, I like soccer. Like, I, I do follow soccer, but when, there, there's really nothing about this show. And and a couple of my friends have been telling me to to watch it, but I, I just, no. it, none of it just, just sounds as like, uh, it's Real good. It's honest. a good-hearted just... show, a good-natured show. They're all. It's about being nice, you know. Yeah. It's time for niceness to take the lead for a change. I think I got it over here. Uh, okay. All right. Let's take a look. I think this is it. Nah, bro. If you don't want your private pictures out there, dot dot dot. Uh, we need some audio on on this. Oh, I didn't share audio. Come on. Uh... So we're taking a look here at this scene from Ted Lasso season three. They're going to talk about when to delete a woman's photos. Nah, bro. Oh, hold on. Just let me know when you can see it. I can see it. Okay. Nah, bro. And if you don't want your private pictures out there, just don't take naked pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Especially being famous. What? Come on, man. Fuck that, Calvin. No, man. The only people to blame here are the dickheads. You steal your shit and put it online. That's why I delete all the photos on my phone. Swear down, especially because I'm famous. <laughs> hey, listen, I I'm with Jamie on this one. You know, whenever I have a relationship end, I ask the girl to go through my phone, delete any photos, videos, whatever she wants. Bro, for real? Yeah, yeah, I'm being serious. I, you know, one girl. Isn't I that the one, two, three movies guy? Isn't that the guy who <laughs> yeah. shoots dollars out of a blender? It's a blender with dollars, yeah. But I also understood. Hey, hold on. Once someone sends you a photo, don't you own it? Mm, copyright law and private photography is quite murky. It's not about the law, it's about doing what is right. Like in the Miserables. Nah, yeah. bro. And if you don't, you need private pictures. Yeah, you know, uh, you know when you interact with jocks, uh, the thing they reference is Les Miserables. And they go, I want to start. Yeah. I, I Fuck start. yeah, Les Miserables. Like, <laughs> Anytime 
anytime somebody ever says fuck yeah or motherfucker on a show i want to take a big knife and just start stabbing that fucking actor in the face because some dumb bitch writer wrote that fucking line and if there's two things i hate hearing now it's the word motherfucker and fuck yeah yeah and honestly the worst the worst is when they say fuck yeah motherfucker yeah that i think warrants uh probably uh, hurting somebody's parents like it's taking because... someone's senior parent and taking it <laughs> and just twisting it just twisting it really hard and seeing it yeah. bruised dark purple and it's because lying. he's just then you say oh they slammed it in the door on their way out yeah the door they fell you know, I didn't kick them the back of the head yeah. uh, because it just, yeah, it just sounds like someone that has never cursed, mm. cursing, you know, it it's sounds like, like a girl and a girl sounds like a little boy. And that's how it comes across in the writing. It, it's like when you write dialogue and all you do is, you know, you have your friends calling each other gay or like, hey, it's sucking, sucking. Hey, gay. Funny? Hey, hey, gay. Gay guy. Hey, gay guy. <laughs> hey <laughs> here, here comes gay. joke. What about you sucking a penis? It's like, that's great. That's how people interact with each other. You know other. what would be that's actually funny? Natural. If you cut to that person, that character, and they had a penis in their mouth, and they're like, huh? Like they were eating yeah. spaghetti, just caught yeah. off guard. That would be hilarious, but nobody ever but, does that. No, it's just, you know, hey, I. Are you a gay gay guy now? And he's like, No, I'm not. I'm not a gay guy. You're you're a gay guy. And then five minutes of that, that's you know. You know what else would be good if they were like, Look at this faggot, and yeah. then the guy just like was started crying because he got yeah. called faggot. That would be hilarious. And then that's you have the right a way to do it. And then you have a group of uh, the, you know, the other nine players being like, You know what? You should never say that word because uh, I've heard that. Uh, at the beginning of, of time when, when that word was first said is because they were burning them. Mm -hmm. They were burning them and then they were saying, hey, let's let's burn these people. And that's you the know what I think. I think they gotta add Nick DePaulo to the cast of Ted Lasso. <laughs> well, I don't even I don't even know if Nick DePaulo is even doing that stuff because he works with Crowder now, right? So I'm sure he's gotta tone it down a little bit because uh he's, he's with... living in fear yeah he's living he's... like an abused wife right now nick yeah, like, is. what's what's the fighter and the kid guy that it's it's uh brian callen yeah he's crowder's second guy now and did you see that video of him trying to go live on instagram and then crowder yeah, was like you don't do that you don't yeah you this don't. is why you don't have any friends <laughs> yeah. this is why nobody likes you and he's just like oh no i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not live right now this is not no i'm, I'm, I'm just you know we should uh, we should do this and yeah in the meantime he's like, like whoa hold on you're being too real right now and he yeah. posted it anyway yeah because steven crowder's clout i guess is just that good that you're going to humiliate yourself by looking off balance and and nervous you're gonna put that on your own story like oh, <laughs> yeah you're 15 years older than this man and you are allowing him to just... 15 uh, well, i guess again i think we're a little older than that yeah. Steven crowder is a young man Steven crowder Brian is Callen, 21 yeah Brian Callen was Steven crowder's age on mad tv 40 years ago i didn't even know he was in mad tv yeah That's, he was on uh... the first couple of seasons of mad tv Brian Kelly is 56 and he's holy shit. He's <laughs> almost a senior citizen and Steven Crowder's talking to him that way. Uh yeah. So uh how old is wait, Steven Crowder is Canadian? Yeah. He's Canadian? not even American. 
Stephen Curtis, thirty-five. Yeah, and he's uh, he's talking to a fifty-six-year-old. That could be this, his dad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's it's not nice. It's not very nice. Stephen Crowder could play Ted Lasso, the right-wing Ted Lasso, but he's an actual football coach. Don't give you, real football. Football's for men. Soccer's for. <laughs> babies don't give ben shapiro and dallas onier any ideas they'll they'll come up with a right wing ted lasso where they play what uh uh what's a sport that nobody gives a fuck about uh Soccer. uh well that's in the u.s this is a u.s production, i guess mind what's the what's that sport that people play in colleges in the states that's like soccer but with a racket and it has like a little racket, with a racket. Uh, rugby no, 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 no. It's like cross, lacrosse. Yeah, there's the there's the American Ted Lasso. It's just uh, Stephen Crowder playing lac lacrosse coach with Brian Cullen. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know they yeah. would make it like a team of flamboyant gay guys or soy boys or something. And he's the rough and tough, ready yeah. to rumble coach Stephen Crowder. You. I'm gonna electrocute you until you turn straight. That's the <laughs> that's the. The lacrosse show. Yes, Mike Daily Pence Wire. is the special guest star on the premiere. They'll, uh, they're going to lecture you too. They'll just start doing like the Babylon B turn of like Babylon B. I kind of liked in 2016 and 27. Maybe it was just because we're so inundated with like the Stephen Colbert, yeah. anti Trump style comedy. But now they do that. Now you go to the Babylon B feed and it plays like 2016 SNL. Where it's like, haha, look at what Trump's doing. Trump. And it's just like all these people that they made fun of, and I don't think they're alone in doing this, are going to become those anti Trump people of 2016. Yeah. This, like this year, this next year. You're going to see it happen. You will see Ben Shapiro and that whole team become the Hillary Clinton liberals, essentially. I think that is their final transformation, is finally getting to that point. What do you think is going to be DeSantis, though? It's going to be DeSantis, and now it's just making fun of Trump like liberals did. They're, they're, yeah, they're all for DeSantis. They like oh. DeSantis. I don't dislike DeSantis, but it's he's not the guy. Not right now. He's not going to, yeah. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it could happen if, if someone does something real bad, but uh, or somebody goes into prison, but that ain't happening, so yeah. it would have to be. And I just started watching 11 we What's should maybe that? do an episode on on that. Have you ever seen it? Nope. Eleven twenty-two. It's pretty good, and it I you know they, that came out in twenty sixteen, and uh, it was right before they were going to be like, you can't say this, like uh, you know you know how I feel like if you did something that took place during the nineteen sixties and it was showcasing racism, hmm. and it was like from a white director, and uh, if it was released in that twenty seventeen to twenty twenty period. They'd have like a racist white person and they'd be like, well, listen here, you blackie. You know, <laughs> they would like, they would water it down. Uh, 11-22-63 doesn't do that. And it's all main 1960s and it plays like the Stephen King book well enough. And James Franco is great, even though they gave him a really bad fake beard in the first episode. Yeah. I'm, uh, um, so you're, you're for Hulu original series now? In that case, yeah, I mean, who that Hulu did a good job with it. Um, I'd spend it all. You know who's really good in that show is Josh Dumel, who's not good in anything. Anything, <laughs> but he's very good on that show. All right. So is this, this is before Trump? Yes, yeah, twenty sixteen. 
It was uh, during, but it was before people took it seriously. Because in late 2015 and early 2016, I think people had like, this is hilarious. This is all a joke. And then when he won is when everything changed. Like not won the election, when he got the nomination, when he beat Ted Cruz, uh -huh. that's when people were like, a good chunk of people were like, no, now, now it has to be, now we have to take this seriously. And then yeah, the locker room talk tape, that was the other turning point where like, no, like the average person is like, I can't admit that I like Donald Trump now. Yeah. You can't make fun of it because it actually happened. So all of those, is it JJ Abrams produced the, mm -hmm. yeah. He did all right. I mean, I, I he he did not direct any of the episodes. I don't think, but yeah, kind of. He was the showrunner. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Uh, and that goatee, you were right. It's uh, it's pretty horrible. Let me pull it up. It's pretty bad. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you want to just right. before yeah. we before we wrap, let me just show that. Yeah, by all means, go ahead. Uh, this was the last thing before the disaster artist. I think he did that was kind of of note. James Franco. They Chris did that Cooper. just to have him shave it off because you have to go back in time and not look like a beatnik if you're going to be a guy. Well, now they're not showing his beard at all. I think. I yeah, just saw, uh, it's only in that first episode he has it. Well, Chris Cooper is great. I'm sure he's great in this too, right? Yeah, he's good. That one. In the first episode, I think they were playing it a little safe. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it was released for free to get people to sign up for Hulu. And then they start bringing out all the vulgar language with all the subsequent episodes. So it's good. It's solid. Uh, I'm almost done rewatching the series. It's only about eight episodes, all self-contained. Plays pretty close like a movie. And uh, it's about the JFK assassination and him going back to try and prevent it. So maybe, right. maybe a future episode of movies. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, I need to piss like a racehorse right now. So that has been movies for this week. Uh, go join our Discord server, H word name on Twitter, and yep. stay tuned for Omega Fish Corp. If you're in the New York City area, we are shooting on May 21st. We need extras. So hit up JK at ForgottenGenres.com. We'll see you next week.